It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food. Let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. Type in the key search, Big Brother Jake Podcast. Boom, you're in there. You know, if you're on iTunes especially, please, please, please rate the show. I mean, I'm looking for fives, but if I deserve a two, that's fine too. Don't worry about it. But be honest, I just need the ratings. I just want to see if anybody's, you know, listening. Am I moving the needle or not? That's the only way I could tell. It's good to be back. Um, it was a pretty, pretty uh, open show I had last weekend or last week when I recorded it. I was in a place where I was just feeling super, super honest and open and didn't really care. And I got to say, a lot of y'all did reach out to me and say, man, are you good? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, thank you. That was really, really dope that, you know, a lot of y'all took the time to, A, listen to the podcast, and then B, say, damn, man, you were pretty open because there's a lot of things I revealed I didn't reveal in the past, and I will do that again. Um, it'll be the realest show I ever did, part two, and that's coming up very soon, sooner than I thought I would do it. Now, <laughs> also, a lot of people made fun of me too, Mr. No Willpower, yes, my social media ban lasted a whopping three days. Whoopity-doo, I know, that. yeah, no willpower, no willpower, but I said, look, man, this is who I am. And we'll get to that later. We'll definitely get to that later because uh, Instagram put a lot of people out of work uh, <laughs> with their announcement. We're going to touch on that in the next segment. But um, I wanted to say, first of all, happy Veterans Day to all my veteran brothers and sisters out there. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, all of y'all. Even though we make fun of some branches and We'll have that inner branch war and we'll be cracking on each other. Um, if a civilian tries to come up and diss one of the branches, we'll jump and have, you know, our brothers and sisters backs from the other branches. Like, we could talk trash on each other. Y'all can't talk trash on us because you didn't serve. So, you know, this weekend's a three-day weekend and a lot of people are having a good time. I'll be working. But a lot of people are having a good time this weekend. You know, don't have school, don't have work. I'm hoping traffic's not bad. I'm on my way to work tomorrow, both jobs. I'm, you know, whatever. But I wanted to say this. Um, the Navy is a big part of my life. I don't say was because it's still in progress, and I, I'll explain myself. I loved my time in the Navy in retrospect. When I was in, all I could think about was getting out. Like, man, I want to get my radio career started. You know, I want to I get this marriage popping. I want to do all this stuff the right way without the government trying to tell me what to do. Now, in hindsight, it probably would have been wise to just do 20 years because I'd be retired by now. But it's just, it wasn't in the cards for me to do 20. I don't, like, I probably could have, but in retrospect, being out to see that long, Probably would have took a toll on a lot of things, you know, in my life and miss out on a lot in my life. But I had a good time in the military. I met a lot, and I mean a lot, of brothers and sisters that uh, I, I, can, I, I still have as friends, lifelong friends. Um, there's not a major city in America where I can't go to and say, yo, I'm in town for a few days. What's good? It's your boy Jake. Yo, Jake, come through. Place to sleep, place to eat, and a place to kick it. So the Navy did that for me. I built a lot of relationships. I grew up on the USS Kitty Hawk. Now, I was raised in San Bernardino, California, by way of Barstow, California. 
But any growing up, and I had street knowledge growing up in San Bernardino, um, so the street smarts is what kicked in. But like <laughs> joining the military was very eye-opening for me because I met people like, you know, you watch TV, you see people with New York accents or country accents, you think it's fake, and then you meet these people with accents and you think everybody with a country accent is a racist or you think every New Yorker is a tough guy, you know, Hey, what are you talking about here? You know, or what are you talking about out there? Like, I, I was tripped out that people really talk like that. I mean, I had been, you know, around the country and stuff. My my parents, they made sure we traveled when we were younger, you know, before they split, whatever. But you get these preconceived notions of people, and you're like, people are really like that? Like, for real? And, yeah, but the thing is... <laughs> You put all your differences aside, political, religious, or whatever, when it comes to serving and um, being around your Navy brethren and your sisters, too, you know. But it's mainly brethren for me, so I'll just refer to it as that. So I, I hope I don't offend anyone. But I came in to the U.S. Navy um, I waited a year out of high school. I pissed away a scholarship. I was supposed to go to Grand Lake State University. It was on an academic scholarship. And uh, I decided I wanted, I thought partying was more important. And I really didn't want to live in Louisiana for four years. And I said, well, I'm out of options. I'm out of money. What do I do? I joined the Navy. I talked 10 people out of joining in high school. So then when I went home for leave for the first time, like, man, where you been, man, since high school? Uh, I joined the Navy. Say again? Uh, <laughs> I joined the Navy. You did what? Um, yeah. Yeah, I joined the Navy. Dude, you talked me out of it. I'm going to college now. So, yeah, it's funny how that works out, but, um. It was a great experience, and, you know, I love when people say thank you for your service. When you walk by, you know, and they see you wearing, like, a Navy hat or, you know, or I have a shirt that says DD-214 veteran. DD-214 is pretty much a piece of paper saying you are done with the military. It's kind of like your badge of honor. Like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm a civilian. And the thing is, even after having got out the Navy, 21 years ago in June. It's 20 and a half years I've been out. Um, the thing I wish that the military would do more is help us adjust to civilian life. Yeah, I only did three years. I got out on medical leave. But the thing about the military is you're so ingrained to be a killer, so ingrained to be regimented, so ingrained to be disciplined that they drill you in your head at such a young age. And, and, and when you join boot camp at 18, 19, your brain's still developing, okay? And so you are given this, like, this way of life. This, this, the, you're taught to be a killer, man. You're taught to be out there and not think for yourself. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but your, your first instinct is to take out your enemy. You know, people, oh, you in the Navy, though, man. You didn't see no ground in combat. You didn't, man, but you don't know what I saw. You know, it's not stolen valor. There's nothing like that. But I did my things, and I went through some things, and I saw some things when I was over there. And so I'm not going to act like, oh, man, we was just chilling. We didn't. You know, we did. We, we were. I was in during peacetime. There's no major wars going on when I served. But the Middle East is not the friendliest place you've ever seen in your life. You know, you go off the coast of Iran or Iraq, you see a lot of things, and they do a lot of things to you or try to, and things get crazy. So when you go through all this, you get this training, especially like Marines, Army guys. You guys are like really trained to kill. And it's when you're done. Where's the transition? You know, it hurts my heart that you can go anywhere in the city of Los Angeles. I believe the the numbers, and don't quote me on this, but I believe the homeless numbers are around 50,000 homeless people um, that, res that well, don't reside, but 50,000 people are homeless in Los Angeles. 
a lot of those, a good portion of those people are veterans. And the military does something to your mind that you are not the same when you come back. You leave as yourself and come home a different person. And especially those that have seen wartime, you know, snipers, um, on-the-ground combat, you know, those brothers and sisters, um, they've seen it. They've been through it. They've lived it. And then you got to come home and adjust and deal with PTSD and deal with all these things. Now, I won't say I've dealt with PTSD like from a wartime stance, but you know, when we were in Iran, off the coast of Iran, some things had happened um, while we were on the Kitty Hawk, and it scared the living piss out of me, man. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's when I knew it was real. Like, oh, damn, this is real. This isn't, you know, drinking off the coast of so-and-so and a girl in each arm. This is, nah, bro, this is why you're in the Navy. <laughs> get in general quarters and get ready to battle. And... I can only imagine being on the ground and going through that. So I'm not going to equate my scary times I served on the Kitty Hawk to anybody that, you know, was on the ground. But you're trained to kill. You're trained to attack. You're trained for your enemy to be focused and not have think about anything else. And then once you're done and get out, they expect you to just be a regular Joe. Now... I'll say this, before I was in the military, I mean, I was always kind of an emotional guy to begin with, <laughs> but you kind of start second guessing and questioning a lot of things you do when you get out. You start like wondering about people, like some of the morbid things you've seen, people won't get it. You know, you always know another veteran because you'll say something and everybody's like, what the hell did he just say? And there's like that guy in the back laughing. That's when I know it's a veteran. They know what I'm talking about. I really wish, and I don't get political, but I really wish that there was some kind of transition program that the government would pay for once you get out the military. You know, they just tell you, you know, you don't need your allotments no more. You're going to have to pay your bills on your own, which everybody has auto, auto pay now, most people. So it's like, that was like how it was back in when I was in. But there's never any way to adjust, like, ever when you get out. Because boot camp will, you know, they say things and do things to you. People are like, but that was years ago. But think of the time where somebody said something so freaking mean to you and you've never forgot it. Till you die, you never forget it. That's pretty much how the military is. That's how they train you. They, they, they do these things and say these things and train you a certain way to where you never, ever, ever forget any of what they taught you because they want you to have that stuck in your head so when you're in that predicament or a weird position or situation, you utilize what they taught you, but it never leaves. I still fold my T-shirts military style. <laughs> I mean, I don't call the wall a bulkhead or, or ceiling a bulkhead or whatever. Overhead's a uh, ceiling. Wall's a bulkhead. I don't use the commode. I use a toilet. You know, those are the kind of things that you think about. And um, it's scary. It's scary to know that, you know, I think I've adjusted pretty well. I mean, I have my bouts where I get in my own head and start thinking about things I shouldn't. Or thinking about certain things that I went through, and you're like, damn, man, this is kind of crazy that, you know, I'm still thinking about this years later. There's no transition. And we're taught to, hey, use guns, use this, kill, and then when we're done, all right, have a nice life, good luck, be a good civilian. So I really wish... There is a way we can transition people. And there's still people that have been out the military five, six, seven years. Some of my fellow veterans that I talk to on the phone, you know, we, we discuss these things like, do you still feel like this? Yeah. You feel this anxiety for this? Yeah. You know, um, 
it's it's weird, but there's no way around it except veterans that get together and talk each other through it. You know, I think what I try to do a lot was when I was in the Navy, I was stationed in San Diego. And luckily, Peter, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, the, the closest friend I, I have on this earth uh, that I've known the longest, he um, he's the one that kept me grounded. When I would go to his house on the weekend, I would say, bro, I don't want anything military in my head. I want to be a civilian as much as possible. Except, you know, he tried to give me to do the sticky icky. <laughs> like, no, no, they'll kick me out instantly. But, like, <laughs> sorry to put you on blast, P. Anyway, um, I tried to not be military. And luckily I was, you know, two hours from where I grew up. So I would go home on the weekends if I wasn't with Peter. And I'd be with my mom, I'd be with my old friends and not do anything military. You know, like the homies would want to ask how was Hong Kong, how was Singapore, how was Australia, how's the ladies, how's the beer, how's all the fun and traveling. And, you know, you talk about that, but it's like, don't ask about the job, don't ask about that because I don't want to be, I just want to be normal. So I think that helped me, that helped me a lot. But I do have a lot of veteran friends that never had that. Like they were stationed 5,000 miles from home and all they could rely on is letters. Maybe email now that, you know, technology's gotten better. But there's really no transition. And maybe I should be the one, <laughs> since I'm bitching about it, to figure out a way where we can help our veterans, brothers and sisters that are transitioning out to this new way of life, being a civilian. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. They're like, oh, well, you served. Yeah, okay. And then it's, that's it. Thank you for your service. But that service comes with a hell of a price tag. That service comes with, you know, being who you are in the beginning, going through this process of boot camp and training and all these other things and having to really, really adjust and adopt a different mindset. And then when you're done using that mindset, have to do it all over again and be a civilian again. It's a really difficult thing to um, to do. And I really want veterans to reach out, you know, seek that help you need, you know, find normalcy in your life. Don't be afraid to speak on what you've been through because a lot of y'all have a story to tell and yes, people want to hear it, but not because they want to hear the, the gory part or the glamorous part. They really do care. A lot of these veterans I know will keep it bottled up because they're scared people are going to say something or judge them or tell them they're weird or look at you funny because of some of the stuff they've been through. It's a hell of an adjustment to come from that kind of life, and then have to be a normal civilian. Even if you didn't do anything that was crazy or wartime, it's just a different thing you go through. Being in the Middle East is a scary thing, and, you know, they prepare you for that. And I was prepared for that, and I saw things, and I, you know, again, I, I'm not saying I was, you know, I am the Black Forest Gump for certain things because I just fall into cool situations, but, like, some of the stuff we've seen over there and the way we get treated is not fair and not cool. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, like all the, all, all the cats that came home from Vietnam and they got, they got shit on really bad, man, really bad. And all they did was serve their country. They wrote a blank check to the United States and said, I am willing to die for this freedom we have over here. A lot of people forget that. You know, yeah, there's a lot of things America is messed up on. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm not going to be here and be like, it's a great country. I love the United States. It's a great country. It is. Compared to a lot of places I've been to, I don't want to live anywhere else. I want to live here in the United States. I love the United States. You know, every country has its own flaws. But a lot of veterans have been through a lot, and they're supposed to suppress their feelings because they're worried about how other people are going to perceive them. So, I said all that to say this. When you see a veteran, 
especially with Veterans Day being Monday today, thank a veteran. Thank them and say, thank you for your service. Is there anything I can do for you? Because a lot of these cats have been through so many things. They probably haven't told you a tenth of what they've been through. Because they have to relive it. And because it's hard to relive some of those things that they've gone through, we've gone through, it's just a little easier if you just are appreciative and that you genuinely care. So I really, in the future, would like to help the ones that are going through a transition and from being you know, a soldier or a sailor or whatever into Joe Civilian. The guy that's trying to just work his nine to five and live his dream. That's what I want. And every time Veterans Day comes, it's it's an honor to call myself a veteran. It's an honor to think other veterans. You know, it's a it's a it's a huge fraternity that very few people will do. You know, and let me give you another thing that I want to tell y'all. Please, if, if, if you know somebody that's in the military, either veterans or currently serving, they're active, don't, this is insulting to some. Don't say, well, I would have joined but my knee, or I had a chance but my ASVAB score wasn't high enough, which is a lie because they'll hire anybody in the military in certain branches, okay? I'm not going to go and diss other branches right now. So save it like, oh, man, if it wasn't for that trick shoulder that, you know, clicky shoulder I have I could have been a a, a good ass marine no stop it stop it (laughs) you know you either join or you don't and for those that have served that you know thank them so happy veterans day to all my brothers and sisters that put on that uniform a lot of y'all go on to do you know um first response so shout out to all the first responders out there especially in California with all these fires we've been having you know, shout out to y'all, man. Like, I really got nothing but love for y'all. I feel so blessed to have, you know, a lot of great firefighters and, and, and policemen and things of that nature, people of that nature serve in our community. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all. But thank a veteran if you know one. Veterans, yo, get all the free stuff you can. You earned it today. Get your free grub on. There's so many restaurants, just type it in, free meals for veterans on Google, and there's so many to name. I'm not naming them because none of them are paid to be on this show. So happy Veterans Day to all my fellow veterans, and uh, thank a veteran when you see one. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, this portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by the Magic Mirror. Look, this my guy, Adrian Gonzalez, he is a small business owner, and he has this wonderful, wonderful business called the Magic Mirror. They're based out of Los Angeles, okay? And the Magic Mirror is a beautiful booth that is sure to entertain all your guests. With the large mirror touchscreen, there are many ways to customize your photos. You know, it's a fun, like, photo booth type thing, you know. You can fit up to 15 people inside. You have all these little themes you can do just by pressing a simple button. And it's the most innovative photo booth you've ever seen. You can go to themagicmirrorla.com or email my man Adrian Gonzalez at themagicmirrorla at gmail.com or Facebook and Instagram at the Magic Mirror LA. So, welcome aboard. My man Adrian's doing his thing. You know, shout out Leo for life. You know, University of Laverne Strong. That's how we do it. So, if you want to have this dope-ass photo booth at your party, your gathering event, corporate event, hit my man up, themagicmirrorla.com. If you're in the LA area, Southern California, my man will take care of you. And let him know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. All right. Okay, so speaking of photos... Instagram decided starting next week in the United States that they're going to get rid of the likes on Instagram. (gasps) Oh, no. How are these social influencers and Insta models going to survive now? (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I love when 
at the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Instagram posts get likes. Like, damn, okay, they're paying attention to the show. And as a human being, we all want to be liked and validated. So I think it's cool when I get a like off of a you know dope-ass sunset or how I use the filter on a taco to make it look professional. You know, so whether we want to admit it or not, and a lot of you won't, I will. I will admit it. I like seeing that I get likes on things. I like when my friends like certain things. I like when the fake philosopher posts get a lot of likes. I think it's cool. I feel validated a little bit. It doesn't make or break my day, but I think it's cool. When there's certain people that I've been like, you know, trying to get their attention to like something, oh, that celebrity actually liked it or that friend liked it. That's a dope-ass feeling. Or you, you know, you take a picture, you post it, you go to bed, you wake up, and there's 54 likes. You're like, damn, that's dope. However, there is a contingent of people that are so pissed off about this whole thing that they're literally talking about boycotting Instagram. All right, look. Coming from a social media addict, me and Antonio Brown, and shout out to Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. He broke down um, social media addiction, and <laughs> it made me feel like really stupid because everything he said was true, and I wanted to punch him. <laughs> so anybody that knows Jonas Knox, let him know I was dissing him on my podcast, but with love because he's speaking truth. Here's the thing: we like validation, whether you know it's Instagram, whether we made some bomb ass barbecue, whether we made somebody laugh, whether we loaned somebody or gave somebody money or a dope gift, and they're like, thank you. We all like that. And a like is kind of like that for Instagram, okay? But there's people like Nicki Minaj, for example, said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, well, I'll just stick to Twitter. This is why I like Twitter more because, you know, um, how do I know if something's moving the needle or not? Okay, if you're posting to get likes, then that's a validation you're searching for, that you need. But I post things because people might, you know, think it's funny, think it's cool. I think it's cool and I want to share with the world. And it's easier to share on a page as opposed to like text 500 people. So I don't understand how... Some people can take this so serious that they're like, well, there's TikTok now, and so I'll jump to that. Or I'll go back to Snapchat. Or, you know, Facebook, I can get all kinds of likes. What's the big deal? Now, this is a social media addict that can only stay away three damn days off the social media. Telling and asking, what's the big deal about not being able to see all the likes you have? What's the big deal? If you're posting it, it's because you want people to see it. But does it matter if nine people or 914 people like it? Does it matter? And why, on the other hand, though, why are we taking it away? Okay. Are people so insecure because some people get more likes than them that they don't want to see the competition have likes? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're talking about? On the real? Because... I think it's sad that some people are so mad that they can't see their likes anymore that they're ready to give up Instagram. I think Instagram's a great tool. It's definitely a great marketing tool, you know, for those that have small businesses. And it's also a great tool because of being able to interact with all your friends and, and all that. It's a fun place to, you know, post your stuff. But the outroar now outrage of getting rid of likes and i know i keep talking about social media because it's something i'm trying to balance and do in moderation as opposed to like being on there all day like i have in the past and it was refreshing those three days i wanted to not do it at all anymore like i was done but you know then people are like well, what's wrong with jake nothing's wrong man but i get it so here i'm back on at Big Brother Jake, at the Big Brother Jake Podcast, all right? Instagram. If you go to Twitter, it's at Big Brother Jake. 
and at the BBJ podcast. All right. So there it is. But here's the thing. I have not posted anything on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Honestly saying this as a social media addict. I have never posted anything for the sake of a like. I may have posted something to get someone's attention. I may have posted something to bring awareness to a cause. I may have posted stuff just because I'm proud of something. And I'm like, hey, this is what I've done. That's what I've done. But I'm like, like, man, if this thing don't get 417 likes, man, I'm taking it down. And I'm shutting it down. And I'm going to just be on Twitter all the time. Because I got 3,000 followers on Twitter and, and no one interacts with me there. I got 1,500 on Instagram and I get mad interaction there. I got 500 or no, 631 friends on Facebook and I get probably the least amount of interaction there. But I don't do what I do for the likes. I do it because I like to see how other people are doing. I like seeing other people's pictures. I like seeing their quotes, what they're going through, their jobs, you know. Shout out to my man, Mike Pearson. He's now the producer, executive producer of Los Angeles Rams Radio Network. Told you you'd bounce back, boy. I told you. I told you. You know, and he's posting, you know, the new job. Hey, I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm doing this. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Is he posting it for likes? Hell no. He just wants everybody to see this is what I do and I'm happy. That's what it's for. So, yeah, take all the likes you want. I don't care who likes it or doesn't. I mean, it's cool when certain people do and you're like, oh, damn. I didn't know that DJ Premier liked my tweet or DJ Pooh from, you know, Friday movies and, you know, rap producer pioneer likes a certain you know instagram story or post or whatever i mean that kind of stuff is cool yeah so when you see them like it yeah i get all that but if my friends i got friends that don't like one thing on my page not on one but they say hey man that was a dope picture so it's okay like i don't care but there's certain people that care so let me tell y'all this as a social media addict all right i'm gonna say this get over it Get over it. It's just a like. If it means that much to you, you got deeper problems than you say you do. Because if it's that serious to you that they're taking away likes on Instagram that you're going to ban them, then just leave and don't announce it. And if you post it before next week, I'll like your post. (laughs) Just so you can get your ass out of here. Just enjoy it, man. It's just social media. It's just fun. Who cares if the likes go away? But that's like the biggest topic of the day. The likes, the likes, the likes. Oh, my God, the likes. Okay, whatever. Get rid of the likes. Keep them. I don't give a damn. I'll like that status. So speaking of like, we're going to get into some serious social media like research I've done next. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All right, y'all, we're going to get into some relationship discussion. But before we do that, I got to tell y'all about my girl, Jessie Dallas Childs and Fabulista Cookies. Y'all sleeping if you ain't tried these cookies yet, okay? There's so many to choose from, especially the Big Brother Jake cookie. Peanut butter and chocolate chocolate chip. Missing out? You're missing out. How can you get those cookies and her other baked goods? Well, you can go to FabulistaCookies.com, all right? Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. So you can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days because a non-fresh cookie is just disgusting. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to FabulistaCookies.com. And let Jesse know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. All right? So handle that sweet tooth. Go to my girl Jessie. She'll definitely take care of you. And her cookies, banana bread, oh, man, all that stuff. I'm telling you, if you ain't on game, I'm putting you on game right now. So thank you, Jesse, for being a loyal sponsor to the show. Can't thank you enough. 
and she's all over the place. She's working for different companies now, doing things, got customers all over the place. I don't even get to talk to Jesse no more. Like, she's so busy, she ain't got time for her brother. So that's good. That's good, and I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her. Uh, anybody else want to shout out for their business, you let me know. Hit me up, okay, at the Big Brother Jake podcast or go to at Big Brother Jake and DM me. You know, let me know your business. Give your business a shout out, all right? That's how we do here. Now, I speaking of Instagram from, you know, <laughs> I can't get my likes anymore. I posted on my Instagram story this meme that I saw, and <laughs> I got to talking with a homeboy about this that, that has a girl that's very passionate about him, okay? And the meme says, girls getting an attitude because they miss you is a real thing. And I had to think back if any relationship I've ever been in, past, present, future, well, can't say future, I can't say present either. But any, <laughs> yeah, that's a shot. Um, I got to thinking, with, and I've been in some relationships, and I've been in very long ones. And I thought of all the times that I've been away, whether it's on business or on gone or working, and I'm like, hmm. Has a girl ever given me an attitude because she missed me? So I, the homeboy I was hanging with, I was like, yo, girl, give you an attitude? Yo, dog, she gives me an attitude all the time when she misses me. I'm like, but you're busy. You're, you, you work, you know, out of, like, you go out of state to work, you travel a lot for business, and you get an attitude? And he's like, yeah, yeah, man. She gets like mad because she misses me, like pissed off. I was like, damn, okay, well, let me ask the women. So a couple hundred of y'all responded, and, and thank you for that. Like, it's, <laughs> I got more views on this particular um, Instagram story than I ever got. It was like 400-something views, but only half of y'all voted. See, that's, why, 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 why is that? Like, y'all, if somebody takes the time to post something like, hey, man, is this cool? Click yes or no. And you don't want to click yes or no. Like, how hard is it to just do that? And if it gets on your nerves, click no. At least I know you're paying attention. But anyways, because <laughs> a lot of y'all did respond. 76% of women said, yes, it's true that girls get an attitude because they miss you. Okay. Now, I put it out there. To the women, if they wanted to come on the show and have a platform to talk about this, shockingly, zero women hit up the DM to discuss or defend their sisters, the 76% that missed their men. Now, here's my opinion on this. I never had anybody say, man, I missed you, so I'm pissed off at your ass because I miss you. If anything, if I was missed, I would be greeted by most by most relationships. I would be greeted with like the woman running up to me, giving me a big ass hug and a nice long kiss, and we start making out right then and there because I've been gone a long time. Or the polar opposite, like, oh well, I didn't miss you so much, I'm mad at you, but I'm glad you're home. So I've had that too, but you're gone, and you're like, man, maybe I should hit my girl up, and you know, now nobody calls each other, really, it's all texting. That's why things get misconstrued, even with my homies, because we'll text something and it's just misconstrued, instead of picking up a phone. Anyway. Y'all know who you are. Don't make me call you out. And if you want to hit me with funny texts, I will call you out next episode of the Pig Brother Jake podcast. I said Pig Brother. It's Big Brother. Damn, I'm a pig. Anyway, listen. So you call, you know, you call your girl. Your, oh, no, no, sorry. It's modern time. You text your girl, all right? You text her, and you're like, hey, boo, I miss you. Damn, I miss you, like, a lot. And I can't wait to see you. Now, for a guy, I'm not your average guy, okay? But, like, for a guy, that's opening up a lot. Now, if it was me, 
<laughs> I'll just be like this, like, baby girl, listen, like, I really missed you. Like, I've thought about you all day long. You know, whether it's a song that I hear or whether I'm looking at a certain part of the city or, or when I go to the beach, you know, because I've done all those things on this business trip. You've been on my mind heavy. I miss you. I can't wait to see you. I really hope this time flies by so we can be together. When I have you in my arms, we ain't going to think about nothing, nothing else but you and me. See, I'm descriptive like that because I grew up in a beauty salon. I want to give my secrets away because I earned it. You know, the game is to be sold, not to be told. But your average guy's like, hey, hey, I miss you. Uh, can't wait to see you. And, you know, I know I've been away, so, um, like, I can't wait. Okay. If somebody misses you that bad, why are you going to give them attitude? Why are you going to be mad at them? Because they... Haven't had time for you. I could see if a brother's just like, you know, playing video games or out there just running the streets and not doing anything productive. And he's avoiding you and not talking to you and not doing anything like that. Then I get it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But if a brother's out there, and this kind of goes back to, you know, the topic that I discussed a couple weeks ago. Where, you know, you get mad because somebody's working all the time. And here's my thoughts on that. I believe that's the same person. The same person that gets mad that you're working and trying to make that money, make a living for yourself, trying to be successful, is the same person. The same person that's mad because you're not there. And I don't understand that concept. And my homeboy, I'm like, so your girl gets mad? Yeah, she get mad when, when she missed me. She get mad, bro. And I'm like, man, you want me to talk to her? He's like, yeah. So I did. So I did. <laughs> I won't use names because I promise. But I said, why do you give your man attitude when you miss him? Because he should be here. Okay, maybe he should, but he's your man travels. Every week he's in a a new city trying, you know, he does sales, man, like, and marketing. Like, he's working every week. He, and when he's home, he's home because he don't hang out with me <laughs> or, the, or, or, or the other homies. So it's like, why are you getting upset because he ain't there? Y'all ain't got no kids. You ain't got none of that stuff to worry about. Like, why are you mad because he ain't there? Well, because I miss him and sometimes I just need somebody. I said, well, pick up a phone. Pick up a phone. Yeah, man, y'all both got iPhones. FaceTime each other. At least you could see each other. I wish I had that right now. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, that's out there. <laughs> Somebody's going to pick up on my subtle. <laughs> Listen, women, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm not like the Steve Harvey think like a man type stuff. That ain't what I do. That's not who I am. And. Don't think like a man because it's going to get you in trouble. Because not all men are alike. And if if it's a man like me, I'm not your average man. Like, I'm, man, I will write you paragraphs when I'm texting. Like, and I'll respond to every part of your paragraph when I text you back. Not a lot of brothers do that. But, look at me advertising. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. If your man's out there trying to be successful, building on his future, you know, in the present, working on his future, learn from his past, that man's trying to do something constructive. Fellas, give them a reason to miss you, but also communicate. It sounds like both sides don't communicate when I read something like that, and then I ask my homeboy and his homegirl, and then I come to find out after talking with both of them, they don't communicate. Here's the thing. If you miss somebody, you just say, hey, just drop this quick line to say I missed you. I was you have you, you were on my mind. I was thinking about you, and I miss you. And I can't wait to see you. Sometimes that's all woman needs to hear. You know, sometimes they don't miss you like that, and you're just like, okay, well, thanks. Um, I'll see you soon. <laughs> it depends on the girl you got, and I guess either one's okay. But like, some of them will put up a front, and be like, I don't miss you like that, and then they see you, and then they kiss you, and whatever. I wouldn't know. You know, I had one that just didn't miss me. <laughs>
but communicate. If you miss somebody, pick up a phone. FaceTime. Send a cute text. Send a risque text. Let them know, man. I'm really thinking about you. That's okay. If it's between you two and no one else, it's okay. The moral, man, just being uptight don't work either. Like, just have fun. Miss each other. Make each other miss each other because when y'all see each other, oh, my God, it's on. Okay? So don't have that mentality. He's already stressed that, you you know, he's, he's missing out on being with you. Don't give that man a hard time. I'm mad because you, you've been away. Grow up. Grow up, okay? Listen to your boy, Big Brother Jake. I've been through some things, okay? I've been through a lot of things. I've had a full life. A full life. Single, married, single. Like, it's, yes, I'm 43, and I could write a book. Too many people get in trouble, including myself, so I will not do that. But here's the thing. Communicate. Learn each other. Talk to each other. Let each other know and be honest with each other that you miss them. Now, if they didn't miss you and you were gone a long time, well, then maybe you got to work out some other things. And, I mean, that's okay, too, because you're being honest. Just be honest about everything. Like, did you miss me? No. Well, why didn't you miss me? I just don't. Okay, well, cool. Peace. Deuces. <laughs> you know, work that out. If you're one that needs to be missed, then you need to find someone that's going to miss you. You can't force someone to miss you. That's just how it is. You can't force someone to miss you. <laughs> if that person doesn't miss you, just kick rocks. Find somebody that will. But don't be this mad little pouty girl because oh, I miss you. I'm mad at you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry. You know, even though 74% <laughs> of the, like, 200 and some people that took that poll for, for the show. I'm not dissing you, ladies, and I probably pissed off a lot of my homegirls, man. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, get over yourself. You know, fellas and women, if you want somebody to miss you, find a person that's that kind of person. You know, don't expect somebody that's hard-edged that, like, I don't care, to miss you because they don't miss you. You know, this is how it is. So I like taking polls like that and, um, <laughs> you know, but I think mad because you work all the time, girl, is the same girl as I'm mad because I miss you, girl. If I, you know. So let's work on that, okay? And any other advice? Because... I'm going to get, uh, you know, there's a lot of taboo subjects I don't talk about that I'm going to start talking about more on the podcast, whether it's relationships, advice, friendship advice. I'm ready to start doing that here. And, you know, I, I have a lot of experience in both. Um, I'm the type of guy in high school that was friends with the gangsters. The B-boys and hip-hoppers and the backpackers. The drama queen girls that were in drama. The jocks. And the nerds. I could get along. I could be in any of those circles and be accepted. Uh, seriously. Because I could adapt to how I, to my environment. And I want to discuss more adult things on this podcast. I want to talk about. Yes, there's real issues, but like relationship issues or friend issues or life issues. Let's tackle those. That's a fun show. We'll keep it fun. But we're going to discuss a lot more things on this, on this podcast that you're not used to because it's time. And I want to talk about it. And I've kind of put a lid on a lot of those things because of the situation I was in. But, ah, oh, fuck all that now. <laughs> so... We gonna get into some deeper stuff, so I, that you know that was just a test. But seventy four percent of y'all women, rethink your thinking. Sorry, <laughs> you gonna be mad because you miss me. I'm speaking in general. 
I don't really have anybody to miss me right now other than my kids. But if you have somebody that misses you, acknowledge it. Don't poo-poo on it. Also, don't expect, you know, you were gone four days and expect somebody to miss you and maybe they needed that break from you for four days. That's how it works out. You can't force somebody to miss you. You can't force somebody to love you. It's just the way it is. And I've learned that in 43 years. I have rambled longer than I've wanted to now, so let's go ahead and just land this plane before I get in deeper. Uh, (laughs) But I've had a lot of fun on this podcast this week. Um, Shout out to my veterans once again. Um, Happy Veterans Day. And to all those that paid the ultimate price for this country, um, God bless all of y'all. Um, Instagram, getting rid of likes. Boo freaking who. Get over an Insta models. So now you're 148,000 followers. You won't know if they like that bikini pic or not. <laughs> oh, you got a bigger fish to fry if you're that upset about that. Get a real job. And uh, yes, um, your boy, Big Brother Jake. Okay, that's why I got my name, Big Brother Jake. I am a big brother to all. I give advice. I've been through it. And I'm here for y'all. Whether you want it or not. So, mad love to y'all. Next week, or maybe later on this week, we'll get into some more tomfoolery and uh, hijinks and shenanigans. But I really want to discuss some of these things. So, put it out there. Hit me up, please. The Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. Let's discuss some things that's going on in y'all's lives. We're all busy. We all got things going on, whether we're students, whether we work, you know, three jobs, 82 hours a week like I do. Whatever, man. I want to discuss real life issues with y'all, and let's not BS each other anymore. Let's get deep. Let's get into it. Let's have fun with this, all right? There's something that people are going through they don't want to discuss. Use me. Use me. That's why my friends like to discuss things that's going on in their lives, but like, just don't use my name. And I won't, but let's discuss it. So, at the Big Brother Jake Podcast, at Big Brother Jake, you hit me on DMs, go to the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. We can discuss all that stuff. So, happy Veterans Day. This is turning into a Latin goodbye. For those that don't know what that is, look it up on your Urban Dictionary. I love each and every one of y'all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your downloads. Thank you for sharing information about the show. I love each and every one of y'all. Merchandising's coming out soon. So if you want a shirt, you want a hat, hit the boy up at Big Brother Jake. Enough said, done. Got to go to work in the morning on Veterans Day. So until I meet with y'all once again through your ear holes, I say, You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. 